0: Welcome to the Benefits of Knowledge podcast with Lauren Curry of Curry Financial Group Limited. In this podcast, we are focused on helping businesses set up and manage their group benefit plan to protect and assist their most valuable assets. Join us on this journey where Lauren explores ways to help you develop effective and cost efficient strategies for your business. Now, on to the show.
1: Hello and welcome to the benefits of knowledge with Lauren Curry. Lauren, happy birthday again! Well, wow, it's a little bit late oh, this time. Oh, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Did you have a good celebration?
0: Absolutely fantastic. Lots of family around. Uh, like awesome. I said, even some of my family members think I'm getting old. I didn't believe them,
1: but uh, no, it was a it was a great time. That that is fantastic. I, I'm I'm excited about today's podcast. We're talking about something a little bit different. We're talking about travel today.
0: Yeah, this is near and dear to my heart because uh, I may have told you I don't plan on ever retiring because i got to keep working so I can just pay to travel, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, and it's some people may be thinking, well, that's kind of funny. We're going to talk about travel insurance since with COVID we haven't been able to travel. But mm-hmm. now, as you know, we're recording this the end of July. Things are looking up at this time, so hopefully next month when... When you're actually listening to this, we're getting closer to
1: really having the opportunity to start traveling again. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that there's different rules. And for those listeners that are just joining us, I'm not in Canada. Um, I So I'll tell you this. I am learning so much from Lorne, and you will too, because the information is, is, a lot of it's brand new to me. Uh, You're going to learn things about the system that you live in, and I I think it's fantastic. We're a little little bit looser here with travel. I know that. I know that Canada has been a little bit more locked up tight, which is probably a smarter uh, way to do it, but you know... (laughs) What are you going to do? I live here. So, uh, I'm going to be traveling at the end of September, uh, going down to Mexico and that's the plan so far. So this is really, really interesting to me. Um, I, you know, I've, I've heard of travel insurance. Obviously you're always offered it when you're purchasing something on the internet, you know, when you're going to plan a trip, I don't understand exactly what it covers. So how much does it cover? Lauren? does it cover everything that I would need if I'm going to travel someplace?
0: Well, there there are limitations, Eric. Okay, and again, the, so the travel insurance we're talking about here, this is part of our employee group benefit programs, right? So, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. It would be highly unusual to have an, a a group benefit plan that did not include travel insurance. Really? I think I have one. Yes. Huh. Yeah. No, it's 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 one of the you know one of the core pieces that we always include, and the nice thing by by including this, you don't have to go, you know, here. Whether it's going to you know a bank, you can get coverage, uh, or you to uh, a CAA, uh, you know, the automobile place. That mm-hmm. quite often, that's where people go. You don't need to do that if you have travel insurance, or better, also known as out of country coverage through your group benefit program. But we do need to make sure that people are aware that there are, you know, limitations to what what this is going to cover. Mm -hmm. So many of the insurers define this as an accident or injury or an unforeseen, keyword here, unforeseen illness that begins while the insured is traveling. So this means you cannot plan to go out to another country with the intention of having a medical procedure or dental work done and think your group plan is going to cover the
1: cost. Mm, So unexpected unforeseen. That's the key stuff. Gotcha. Okay. So you want to hear something insane, Lauren? You ready? My, my, my parents went down to Costa Rica to get some dental work done. And it wasn't covered by any insurance plan because it was, I mean, that's just, they didn't have insurance. They didn't have dental insurance, right? But they traveled down there, paid for the entire trip, stayed for two and a half weeks And it was cheaper for them to spend two and a half weeks in Costa Rica and get the dental work done than it would have been just to get the dental work done here. So (laughs) go Canada because I know it's a lot better up there. You know what?
0: I've heard the same thing here. Really, Uh, I've I've heard of people going to other countries because remember, if you don't have a dental plan or you like the dental plans, most of our plans cover basic procedures. Ah, yes. Okay, Okay. so if you've got some major stuff happening, it's not it's not going to be covered by the dental plan unless you have a really high end plan. Mm -hmm. That's going to be really expensive, right? So most of the companies we deal with, it's it's you know they cover the basic cleaning, your checkups filling up to basically a, a root canal. But when you start getting into crowns and, and and you know, well, they have this peg teeth or whatever, now they call them, I can't remember the mm-hmm. proper word, but mm-hmm. that stuff is extremely expensive. So yeah, I, I hear of people doing that. Interesting. And
1: that's not covered. <laughs> yeah, it definitely, definitely sounds like it's not All covered. Right. So what if what if I do have a, a health problem while I'm traveling, and I, I didn't plan on seeing a doctor, but I have to. So I'm thinking of food poisoning uh, as, as one thought, or or maybe I have something that, well, I guess that brings up another question. If I have something that's kind of chronic that I've, I've had, and I have a flare-up of some kind while I'm traveling, um, what about those two incidences? Okay, so... If, if you're out of the country and
0: you get food poisoning, then that's un, an unexpected illness, Yeah, right? So that's, that's going to be covered. The insurance have, so your you're, you're chronic things. So your insurance company is going to have what we call pre-existing clauses that you need to pay close attention to. Mm. They're going to state any illness previously diagnosed or treated in Canada may not be covered. So hmm. example, I go in and say I need a pacemaker, Okay, that okay. And that's not a real big deal, right? I mean that that's a common thing, but a month later, I, I so I decide that okay, I've got my pacemaker now. I'm I'm going to head south for the winter or whatever the case is, and a month later, I have a heart attack. Well, <laughs> that that's not going to be covered because obviously there was an issue with my heart, or else they wouldn't have put a pacemaker into me. And only a month later, it's it's. You know, it's not unreasonable that in in that short period of time that I would have an issue with my heart. So, I I wouldn't go taken off on a vacation shortly after I have a medical procedure, okay? Now, if I'm out of the country, though, I've had my pacemaker, but I'm in a car accident, okay, that's still going to be covered.
1: Yeah, that's It's
0: just specifically that pre-existing condition, we'll call it, for my heart would
1: not be covered, Okay, so I've got a I've got a question for you, and, and it's mm-hmm. it's personal. Uh, you know, it's to my own personal situation. So I'm going to share a little bit with the audience here. So in my right shoulder, Lauren, I have a, a double torn rotator cuff, and I know I know that I'm going to need some surgery on it at some point. But I'm actually planning on not having surgery until after I get back from vacation because. You know the recovery and so on and so forth. I, I wouldn't be able to enjoy vacation if I did it beforehand. So right, right. now it feels okay, right? I, I it's sore so on and so forth. But I plan on doing some uh, snorkeling and and some windsurfing and things while I'm down in Mexico. What happens if I like? I don't want to say tear something else, but let, let's just say it flares up and it hurts real bad and it gets swollen. If if I were to try to go see a doctor in in your the situation that you're talking about, would they consider that? A pre-existing condition, even though I could have injured it while I was, you know, sailing?
0: Okay, Eric, you're, uh, you're really testing me here. This is a <laughs> tough one. I, my answer is it depends. Okay. Um, I, I really think you're taking a risk because you have seen a doctor I have. about yeah. this condition, so it is pre-existing. Now... <sighs> You know, uh, uh, I've gone through the same thing. I've, I've had shoulder surgery, and you know, I golfed and everything else until I had surgery because it couldn't hurt it anymore. To be honest, mm-hmm. uh, but if it had a flare up, you're really you're in gray area whether that would be covered or not. Um, yeah. I, I would suggest you're taking a risk, and it may not be covered. But I can't give you a hundred percent answer because I'm not the insurance company. Yeah, right. It, it really probably depends on what happens. And I guess the biggest thing in that scenario, you're not going to die of a bad shoulder. Uh, mm-hmm. So you could probably get some pain pills or whatever and get back to Canada to have it. You're not going to have the surgery down there. Uh huh. True. Which is where the, which is, you know, that's the biggest issue, yeah. right? Yeah. If, it's a, if it's a trip to the doctor and, and then getting a prescription, you know what? Uh, it's probably not a big cost, but I would say, yeah, that you're, you're probably at risk by...
1: If you had that shoulder issue. And and okay. Lauren, I'll be honest, since I'm going to an all inclusive resort, I'm pretty sure I can find some painkillers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> probably
1: painkillers down in mexico yeah, should be the closest problem.
0: bar <laughs>
1: exactly, exactly. there's something that i can swim up to with my good shoulder i'll just I, swim over there and and uh, talk right, to the gentleman behind right. the uh, behind the pharmacy quote-unquote counter yeah
0: okay right <laughs> <it>. right right. <laughs> right just put a different sign up on the bar
1: yeah exactly exactly <laughs> okay so l- this leads me to my next question then is is okay what about other illnesses i mean like so if i've had if I've had other illnesses in my lifetime or even in this last year, if I had that illness again, would that be covered? I mean, that, that kind of makes me wonder.
0: Yeah, so this doesn't exclude everything you know, in our history. So most travel coverage, they, they include what we call a stability clause, okay. and that's going to exclude coverage for any medical issues that have changed or been treated in the last usually 30 to 90 days.
1: Okay, Okay. so
0: every company is a little bit different, but that's a pretty good guideline. I I would say, you know what? If you've had something in the last ninety days before your date of trial or sorry travel, then then you know I would be questioning it. So here's a good example: change of blood pressure blood pressure medication. Mm. Okay, not not real unusual for people. Maybe they changed the dosage or something like that. Okay, but that is a change. You've been to the doctor, there is a change. I would be hesitant to travel until I was stable on the new blood pressure medication for 90 days. Mm. Right? Yeah. So huh. it's it it's it's tough. And and you know, again, a lot of the questions. Some you know, some of the other things we get questions about more often are pregnancy. Right? Oh yeah. That, that's a, a big one. So my understanding, and, and I always tell people, you know, call your insurance carrier. There's a number, there's, you know, there's an 800 number for your travel insurance right on your card. Uh, call them with this stuff. But generally, uh, they say you're high risk for pregnant, in, in pregnancy if you're beyond your 32nd week of pregnancy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, Gen- there's, there's, there gives you a general rule of thumb. Uh, the other big one, I'm scheduled for a test or I'm waiting for test results. Well, in my opinion, I would be waiting for the results. <laughs> Got it. Uh, because you can always, what if they're, what if it's a bad result? Yeah. Okay. You, you can't just say, oh, sorry, I didn't know. Well, no, you went for the test. So we know there's some could yeah. be an issue. Yeah. So again, my opinion, I would wait. Again, call the travel insurance carrier, tell them the situation and see if they will give you a recommendation. Mm-hmm. But, Always ensure you're in stable health and do not travel against the doctor's orders. Right? Yeah. If the doctor says don't go, absolutely do not go. Yeah, yeah.
1: And and I know, it's so funny you bring up the pregnancy thing. I never would have thought of that because I've never been pregnant. Just between you and I. True. <laughs> okay. But, but but somebody who's beyond their thirty second week, I don't think anybody's going to be able to deny that that was a pre existing condition. You know, the previous thirty two weeks. Yeah. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, and it's you know up, up until that point, I, I don't think there's generally issues. Yeah. Um, as you know, as long as everybody's healthy and everything's going well, but uh, the closer you get, you know, to your your due date, then yeah, you really want to probably reconsider going too far.
1: Yeah, I yeah I, I think that that's it. Goes back to the old saying, "Better safe than sorry," right? I mean that that's what you really want to want to be be sure about. Uh, I, I know that before this podcast started, you and I kind of spoke a little bit, and you said you have kind of like four tips for people while they travel.
0: Yeah, these are number one. I always tell people this: make sure both you and your traveling companion have the phone number and information for your travel insurance, mm, right? Mm-hmm. So, and the reason for that is it's imperative that the insurance company is notified as soon as possible if medical attention is required. So, you're in a car accident, and I'm not able, you know, to make that call. But mm-hmm. my wife has my information. She's going to phone that travel insurance company immediately, or you know, as soon as possible, obviously. Uh, in many cases, it's a key requirement of the insurance company that they are notified first. Again, different circumstances is how fast can I yeah. contact them, but as soon as possible. And then the insurance companies, well, they, they're going to provide assistance beyond paying for care. Uh, Example being, they're going to help you find maybe an English-speaking hospital if you're in a country where English is not the first language. Okay, right? Pretty pretty hard to talk to the doctors and understand what's going on if if nobody there speaks English and you don't speak their language. Yeah. So so when you provide the healthcare facility, whether it's a hospital or whatever, with your insurance information, they may also be telling you, we're going to take take care of everything for you. Mm-hmm. Okay this does not mean that they're going to contact your insurance company on your behalf. Got it. In fact, they may intentionally not contact the insurer in an effort to run additional tests. Hmm. They they like to make money. The more they do, the more they're going to charge. Right. Yep. So some insurers specifically state they will not pay for things like you know a PET or CAT scan, MRIs, unless they have preauthorized those those uh, procedures or tests, for the very reason that they don't want them just running things that are not necessary. Mm-hmm. Okay. And again, we always have to take into consideration what I- what are the circumstances, how bad is the situation? You know, like a car accident or something like that. Yeah, you're probably not going to get a hold of the, the insurance company maybe as quickly, but as soon as possible, you have to. Okay? Yeah. So the other thing, some medical facilities or hospitals will demand substantial cash deposits be- before they'll even provide you any emergency medical care. Mm. So um, the, another one is we, we actually had this situation with one of our clients. The person was in the hospital, and they would not release the patient until the ba- the bill was paid in full hey, they were they were asking our clients or mm. our clients employee which actually it actually happened to be the client but anyway they were asking for their visa they wanted them to pay with their visa before they were going to let them out of the hospital
1: i said wow that's uh, yeah you don't want to be in that situation no, no, that's kind
0: of scary, really. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, we were on the phone here, I don't know how many times back and forth with the client trying to assist them. Anyway, so it it could be a scary situation. But anyway, yeah. the medical assistance that's provided with your travel insurance, it can really minimize these hassles. They're going to verify the coverage with the hospital or whatever so that they understand, yes, you do have the coverage, and then they're going to uh, you know arrange those payments wherever it's possible. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's that's a that's a big number one. <laughs> we covered a lot there, right? Yeah. The second thing, make sure you check for any travel advisories for your destination. Mm-hmm. Okay. Insurance companies will not provide coverage in any country or region for which the Canadian government has issued either an avoid non-essential travel or avoid all travel warnings. Yeah. Right. So I I don't know a lot of people don't realize that that's out there. You can go to the government website. And you can look, and again, don't hesitate to phone the insurance carrier and say, hey, I'm going to Mexico. Are there any issues? Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to this part of Mexico, or that's maybe it's the Mayan Riviera specifically, because it could be just an area in a country. It doesn't have to be the whole country, right? Oh, okay, So yeah. yeah, so you can check the government website, or to be 100% sure, phone the insurance carrier, Again, there's the 800 number, toll-free, on the card. Call them when you have these questions. That's what they're there for, mm-hmm. right? Uh, number three, make sure you have your provincial. We, so here we have OHIP cards, right? Uh, make sure you have that and your benefit card with you when you travel. Yep. Right? information. And then number four make sure you review the travel emergency and assistance coverage in your benefit booklet so you actually understand all the eligibility requirements, okay? Mm -hmm. Educate yourself before you go so that you're not in a situation and you don't know who to call, what's covered, what should I do? You know what I mean? You're under stress. Just read the thing over before you go and if something happens, hopefully it doesn't, but at least you'll be a little more prepared and know what to do.
1: Yeah. Well, I uh, I was actually very surprised at the beginning of this podcast when you mm-hmm. said that travel insurance is is part of group benefits plan, which, I mean, it makes sense because this is what your podcast is about, Lauren, group benefits. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I, I just hadn't heard of that before. So uh, does travel insurance offer any other benefits besides, you know, the, the medical stuff?
0: Yes, yes. Actually they may they offer many many other things, things that we not even we did not think of. What they'll help maybe arrange for transportation to either the nearest appropriate facility or to return you back to Canada. Huh, right? So, I had a situation, a client, and actually this was the business owner in this situation. They, uh, he was in Florida. Uh got really sick. He was in intensive care for I think it was 21 days. Oh my goodness. Which, which is very, very expensive, all right? So as soon as a person is stable enough, it's cheaper actually for the insurance company to fly you back home mm-hmm. or back to Canada, right, than it is to be paying the hospital bills in the States. I understand the U.S. is the most expensive place in the world to get sick is what I'm told, okay? But anyway, so what happened in this case, after 21 days, they felt he was stable enough and they put him, I think it was actually on a helicopter, and they flew him from Florida to the Kingston Hospital. Now, he wasn't from Kingston, but that was the closest major hospital. And uh, so anyway, yeah. And I think the bill on all that was $386,000 or something like that. Yeah. So pretty expensive. Yeah. That, that was the 21 days plus the, the flight back. But again, that's a big, big cost. So that, that's a big benefit that they would actually fly you home.
1: Yeah, it was. It, I actually had a, a friend of mine that had that same scenario. Uh, they were in Russia, and she had purchased travel insurance. I know that obviously it wasn't part of a group benefits plan, but she had per- purchased travel insurance. And when her husband it was a heart attack, when he was stabilized in the in the uh, hospital, the hospital was trying to keep him, kind of like what you were talking about before, because you know it was quite expensive every day, and she was racking up her credit cards until the you know the. Other, uh, the travel insurance would kick in and pay it off, or whatever they do, but they sent a lifelight group. To pick him up and they went into the hospital. They actually took charge of him and said, This is now my patient. You have no rights to touch him. They were very, you know, they defended him and got him out of that hospital when the hospital was actually trying just to continue to keep him and they flew him all the way home. Um, But that was part of exactly what you were talking about. It, you know, once you know that they're stable and they can receive better care or cheaper care, you know, depending on the situation, they, you know, they got him out of there. And so I can imagine that was a big relief to your client and his family.
0: Oh, definitely, definitely. So then, okay. Now we've just flown them home. What about their car?
1: Oh, right. So yeah.
0: again, a part of the assistance is we can get your vehicle home if if huh. you need to be flown home in, th- in that situation, or even if you just had a, a, a rental car somewhere, somebody's got to get that car returned back to the rental company.
1: Yeah, okay? yeah, absolutely. So,
0: little thing you wouldn't think of uh, in the unfortunate situation where someone passes away. There's the re- repatriation. Of the remains, mm. uh, again, the the person's body has to be returned home. So yeah. somebody's got to get it there. We're going to assist with that. Things like returning dependent children to child, uh, to sorry to Canada, they'll actually provide a qualified escort if necessary. Yeah, or they'll okay, or they'll provide a round trip ticket for an immediate family member to visit you if you're in the hospital for over seven days. If, if you're traveling by really? yourself, yep. Yeah, They'll actually bring somebody down if you're in there for over seven days. That is cool. What about uh, okay? You're in the hospital and your plane has now left for home. You missed it. <laughs> yeah. All right. They're they're going to pay for a one way ticket to get you f- to fly you back home because mm. you were in the hospital. All right. And here here's one. What about Helping arrange cash advances, whether from credit cards or from family or friends, if money is needed to post bail, pay legal fees, or even, you know, just refer you to a local legal advisor. Hmm. I hadn't yeah. thought about that. <laughs> so, no. Well, I. Certainly try not to get uh, in any trouble when I <laughs> anywhere, but right. uh, uh, it, it does happen, right? Yeah, uh, it you, does, you yeah. hear of you hear of people you know maybe maybe they were down at that uh, pharmacy you were talking about the, uh-huh. the swim up one that's right and got a little carried away or whatever and end up in trouble. <laughs> yep. So anyway, all kinds of stuff that,
1: that is, is covered. okay yeah. and, and, and they're there to help. Yeah, and, and it's it's great. I mean that that sounds fantastic. One one thing that's kind of been nagging at my back of my head here, Lauren, is COVID nineteen, right? That this whole the pandemic, all this stuff. Does does COVID nineteen affect the travel insurance? Is there are there new rules because of it? Yeah. So
0: we're recording as of July 29th, twenty twenty one. The rules are continually changing because of COVID right we we mentioned at the start of the, the podcast we're hoping you know things look like they're starting to open up for us to travel more but you know as we already mentioned i would check for any of those travel advisories for the location you're traveling to okay call the insurance company i'm going to mexico the mayan riviera whatever you know is it safe am i going to be covered i would also get advice from them based on the rules at the you know at the time because mm. they're, they're changing continuously, so don't don't call them, you know, three months before you're leaving and think that's yeah. good. Call them like closer to your trip time. Uh, the other thing I'd be checking is can you enter that country? Okay, uh, it, all the mm. countries right now have different rules, uh, and the thing we're running into in Canada is we have mixed vaccines. Mm-hmm. So, I have the AstraZeneca was my first shot. It was one of the early ones that got that. And then my second shot was Pfizer. So, some countries, actually I think the US at, at this point, uh, are saying, oh, we're not accepting that because I had had two different ones. So, you know, these are things, you know, make sure you check this stuff out. And then, will you have any issues returning to Canada? Mm, yeah, right so are, are we going to get back in the country all right so things when i say there is it's like quarantining so you may have to quarantine for 14 days before you get in the country you're going to and then you have to quarantine for 14 days maybe to get back into canada depending on your situation mm-hmm. so just check the details make sure you know what the rules are where you're going and whether you're getting back home without any issues got it my big worry is this mixed uh, the mixed vaccine.
1: Yeah. That's the, the one
0: that's kind of bothering me right now. Cause my wife and I both have mixed vaccines here. So.
1: All right, Lauren. So l- let me ask you this. Uh, Again, being from the US, ours is different, but we have in network and out of network, right? If you 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 wanna you wanna have all your medical things taken care of in network, um, meaning the doctors and, and people that are around you, out of network can be more expensive unless you have coverage for out of network. So is there something similar in Canada? So in other words, does somebody need travel insurance if they're traveling inside Canada or is it just all taken care of? No, uh,
0: actually, most people are not aware of that. So here in Ontario, we have what we call OHIP. So that's Ontario right mm-hmm. coverage. That OHIP does not cover all medical expenses if you're traveling into another province.
1: Oh, so, okay. Yeah.
0: Again, it's important. Yeah, we have coverage. So the the big kind of the big expensive ones there are going to be if you if you need to incur you know, transportation. So whether it's a, a ground ambulance or or by air. Um, you know, depending on the province, the cost for ground ambulance ranges in the hundreds of dollars. But if you're flying, that could cost you thousands of dollars. Yeah. So you still need, you know, you still need to have coverage if you're inside Canada, because there are things that are not covered. Go back to those four recommendations we talked about earlier. Do them even if you're inside Canada or internationally.
1: Mm-hmm. Got it. All right. And then uh, another thing that I was thinking about is you did a fantastic podcast uh, a while back on telemedicine, right? I, I, do you remember what episode that was? Yeah, uh, episode seven. Episode seven. Okay, so go back yes. and listen to episode seven, audience. If you haven't heard about heard it, it was it was fantastic. So telemedicine, so many things are being done remotely. Can people use telemedicine uh, while they're traveling?
0: Yeah. So some of the insurance companies, again. Check with your insurance company. Uh, but some are offering the telemedicine it, uh, in their coverage. It's either through their extended health care benefit or it could be done inside the travel insurance. But uh, just check. Uh, and now I think it only works, my understanding is if you're in Canada or the US. Uh, but, you know, it would be really convenient to use rather than looking for a clinic yeah. or going through the whole travel insurance process. If it's something you know, remember we talked that 50% of things could be done instead of going to the doctor could be done virtually. Mm-hmm. I've got a rash or whatever the case. I need my prescription. It's much easier to go through the virtual um, or telemedicine, if possible, than it is, you know, trying to go through anything else. So, yeah. I just suggest our listeners contact their insurance company to find out if they're offering this service. Uh, your plan administrator hopefully would know that as well.
1: Fantastic. Such great information today. Anything else you want to share before we close this out?
0: Uh, just if people have uh, questions about this, again, we're more than happy to uh, to answer anything. You can reach out to, to us by email. Uh, you go to our website, uh, curryfinancialgroup.com. Our email addresses are on there. You know, mine's lauren at com. Toll-free, if you want to just give us a call anywhere in Ontario, the toll-free number is good. It's 1-866-445-4424. And I just, please make sure you have your documents, check to make sure what all the rules are, and, and get questions answered before you go on
1: vacation. It yeah. it's, could be a lifesaver. Yeah, absolutely. Bottom line, it's our responsibility. If we want to travel, we need to be able to do a little bit of the legwork just to make sure that we're safe. And I think this was such a good reminder and so much good information. So Lauren, thank you so much uh, for presenting today again. Uh, And of course, our last thank you goes to you, the listening audience. We wouldn't be here without you. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Benefits of Knowledge podcast with Lauren Curry. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Lauren comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your colleagues. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Curry Financial Group, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day, and we'll see you next time.
0: Thank you for listening to the Benefits of Knowledge podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available.